and welcome to the very particular 89th episode of the non-player character podcast, a video game podcast with character. I am your never seem to have the research done that I need to get done by the time of recording NPC Paul. And with me today is I'm not saying it's bad, but you say you have a nice microphone and yet it still sounds like you don't have a nice microphone. Jeremy, how's it going, Jeremy? I like echoes. Uh, uh, evidently, evidently, you like echoes. Uh, <laughs> in, in so the secret, Pauls. I'm always driving through a tunnel while we record. That makes sense. That that tracks. Uh, I mean, it, when it comes out uh, and I get to editing it, it doesn't sound as bad. But uh, while while recording, for some reason, it might just be Discord. To be honest, because Discord's not that great. Um, it. it for some reason, it does not sound as good as I want it to. But that's that's OK. You said you're getting a new microphone, right? Yes. Out of the uh, NPC fund. Uh, right. About that. Yeah, about that. Anyway. Um, oh, also with us. Uh, so, man, you live in the same city as me. And yet here we are chatting over Discord while I have a perfectly usable studio here at home. Kent, how you doing? Uh pretty good in my home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man, I miss the good old days pre pandemic. Where you you and too. Katie and Leonard <laughs> and Dan would all come over and we'd all have uh, a chat during the pandemic. I created what I like to call my magnificent, uh, studio and it barely gets used. So, uh, anytime you guys want to, uh, pop on over to, to record an episode, uh, Jeremy, this of course applies to you as well, but I know that would be quite a trek for you. It's okay. I'll put on the NPC credit card. It's fine. Yeah. They have a credit card, right? Uh, yeah. About we, that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so this episode is all about, uh, well, nitpicking. That's right. We're getting back to nitpicking. There wasn't a lot going on in the news sphere, uh, as it, as it turns out in the video game industry. So we thought we'd, uh, uh, do what all good video game players do and nitpick about the video games that we love. So that's what we're going to do. But of course, before we get to that, we're going to be talking about games that we've been playing during the week. And I'm going to start because I barely ever start. I've been playing The Sims again. That's right. Shut up. I'm a casual. Shut up. It's great. It's a fun game. Uh, I usually just like put on a podcast or uh, uh, like watch a let's play on YouTube or something like that. And, uh, just, uh, you know, play it's fun. Uh, they just came out with werewolves, um, and they're going to be coming out with high school years. Uh, and now you can, you know, do a teen wolf thing, which I think is boardwalk looks funny. cool. Yeah. Boardwalk looks cool. There's like proms and stuff. And there's like, I don't know, puberty, which I think is funny. Um, so who knows? It's, it should be interesting for sure. Like vanilla or modded. Uh, no, like, uh, uh, vanilla. Well, I mean, I think they're adding puberty and, um, hair growth as, uh, just like for everyone. Yeah. Which I, yeah. Well, but fine. as like what you're currently playing, are you playing modded? Oh, of course I'm playing vanilla. Modded. No, of, of course I'm playing modded. Okay. Yeah. It's, cool. it's, it's much more fun. Yeah. You know, I play it on PC so I can mod it. Why not? Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, no, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, uh, got to get back into building houses. That's, that's usually one of my most relaxing things that I do. So yeah. Uh, Kent, what have you been playing? 
I haven't really been playing a lot lately, but what I have been uh, in and out some Final Fantasy 14 still okay. uh, kept me going. Uh, I play casually and it's fun casual as if, even during an MMO. So uh, that pretty much speaks for itself, right? If you can play right. an MMO casually and still have fun, I think that's a sign it's a good MMO. For sure. For sure. Uh, I mean, yeah. Consider, like we all know my thoughts about MMOs, but it, it does sound like Final Fantasy uh, is is the closest thing to something that I would be in, uh, enjoying playing. Yeah, I mean, if you like 12, it's very similar to 12. I didn't play 12. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, like the best thing is like, if you don't play, but you're like, you log out of a, a save like area, like a sanctuary, right. then you have this bar that fills up that allows you to get extra experience during that bar. Oh, progression. that's nice. So like, if you don't play for a bit, take a break, then when you get back in, you can level up quicker, which is nice. Awesome. Um, but yeah, aside from that, uh, I also started the Danganronpa series. Okay. Uh, that's been going on for quite a long time. So I imagine it's, it's halfway decent of a game. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, don't talk bad about it because, uh, what fans we have, if any of them are Danganronpa <laughs> fans, they will, they will immediately uh, obliterate you. Yeah. Uh, they're really good games though. I actually, if you weren't so anti-anime, I think you would really enjoy them. Um, they're very anime, like very anime. The art style is great, in my opinion. I don't think you would like it, but well, I, I uh, usually I'm, have I usually have no problem with anime art style uh, for the most part. Every now and then, when uh, boobs get larger than people's heads, that's I'm like, come on. Um, uh, given. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a given. It, it really, it's the voice acting, uh, whether it's dubbed or subbed. Uh, the voice acting is uh, not great usually. Which I kind of like uh, the English dub for this. Oh, good. Uh, but I mean, that's just me, but uh, I really like it. But anyways, I think you would like it. Um, it's a whole detective type thing. You're not an actual detective. You're it's like murder mystery. And like uh, you got to like find evidence and then catch people in their lies, almost like a, a Phoenix Wright type thing. Hmm. Um, but it's more like intimate because it's not like, Oh, like I'm just, you know, this is my client. Uh, it's like a whole group of people and they're killing each other one by one. And you have to hide, they're trying to hide it and you have to point out who's doing it and why and stuff. So, um, it's really interesting and it's pretty old school in the fact that like, it's like those old RPGs. That's like first person and like, where you walk around and the, uh, characters are like 2d sprites, Hmm. Uh, it's a very stylized game. Which it's which one are you playing? Because I know that, like there's like seven or something. There's like four. Oh, okay. Um, and there's I'm playing chronologically. Ah. Uh, I'm playing one. I got all of them. They're dirt cheap on the sale on PSN. Um, there's one, two. There's a spinoff like third person shooter puzzle game. And then there's a third one. Okay. Yeah. There, yeah. Yeah. There's also like a fourth or a second spinoff. That is was a Switch exclusive, but now it's getting released on everything else. And that one's more of like a, a board game RPG, uh, which is interesting. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I I was under your impression under the same line of thought too that there's a ton of them, but apparently there's only just a few. It's just that they get released on so many platforms all the time. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like evil. So right, right. That and like yeah, there are a lot of spinoffs, and I know that there's like crossovers with other games. Uh, it's yeah. so popular. That's what I'm saying that like, don't 
talk bad about, talk it, shit about it for sure they're for not sure. they're not like super toxic but it's just very popular got it um but i can see why again if you if you can there's not there's no big like anime boob right. uh craziness like xenoblade 2 or anything but well um, like my, my whole thing like this new game that just came out white uh something shit this is what I'm talking about. The research. The, one? Uh, the, the, no, the oh, first neon white, neon white. There it is. Neon white. Yeah. Uh, that just came out. All the reviews are saying like, this is a must play game. If you are into like, you know, speed running or mirrors edge or something like that. Right. And each one of those reviews also say, but if you don't like anime, you might want to skip the cutscenes because they are. Oh God, yeah, no. The the dialogue I heard is just gone off. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. I saw, the, uh, yeah, I saw Donkey's video. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Uh, I knew beforehand, but like seeing a snippet, I was like, oh my God, that's right, right. Those, <laughs> I was not expecting. That. Those are the kinds of things in anime that I I just I can't stand. So I just yeah. usually avoid them, uh, like the plague. However. This game does look good. Uh, I might get this neon white thing and just uh, have fun because I, I want to try some on uh, uh, PC. That's a first person shooter. I haven't done that since who since I was in high school, I guess. So uh, I recommend nice a medieval for you. What's that? A medieval. A medieval. I mean, I think we can take our time because it's just us three. So right. Right. Uh, right. But a medieval. If you like Hexen and Heretic, I this is you know, the best you can get the, uh, what they call boomer shooters. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's honestly an amazing game. Um, so that's a medieval. a medieval. I can link it to you later, but it's, it's a great game. Um, beautiful. It can run on probably a potato. So, um, right. My, my, yeah. my no, computer really is starting that. to show its age. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jeremy, you're up. What have you been playing this week? So, can we start off? Can we start off with our favorite segment on how far has Jeremy got on Lego Star Wars? Of I'm course, really excited about that. Yes, of course, and we have the uh, rights to the song now, uh, so we can um, we can check that out. Uh, oh no, I'm being told by my legal team that we were laughed out of court. So, I really thought Disney was going to give that up, but that's fine. Go ahead. I have made zero progress in it. All right. Jeremy has made zero progress in Lego Star Wars. Uh, this is a <laughs> new segment uh, that we started about seven episodes ago, and he has yet to, uh, I doubt you've turned it on. No. Okay. That's good. That's good. Um, I mean, why would you, right? At this I'll point. do better, I promise. I yeah. probably won't, but I'll do better. Yeah, no, I, you won't. It's fine. Um, all right. So uh, what have you been actually playing? So I've been on vacation this past like eight days. So I've been playing a lot of video games, surprisingly. Um, of course, I won't be the show. It's, it's my, my life, my, my second job. Yes, of course. Um, Fall Guys just came on free for um, all platforms. So Switch, Nintendo or Switch, PlayStation, Xbox and Fall Guys is actually really fun. It's kind of like a free version of Mario Party, and I'm really digging it. 
that's yeah um fall, fall guys uh that's a weird one to be honest for me at least it started off as something that i was like oh big pass on this one um but uh i played a couple rounds and i was like i am terrible at this game and i'm not getting better uh so i'm done but uh, now it's gaining in popularity when they're getting into their second season i guess Exactly. And it's free. So it's kind yeah, of a and it's free. Plot that it's free. Yeah. Which, which is, uh, uh, appealing for some, um, and a problem for the industry, uh, in general. Uh, are you, are you enjoying, um, fall guys? Like, are you, you're, you're playing with randoms. You're not yelling at them. You I know, assume it's surprisingly fun. Like I'm a, I kind of understand the concept because I've watched YouTubers play it. Um, obviously, I played Mario, I played Mario Party on my Switch, so I'm kind of used to like the different game modes. But I'm like learning all the tricks and everything that like to get you like better at the game. Uh, right. Other than that, though, it's been surprisingly amusing to play, especially with it being handheld on my Switch. Okay, yeah, I can imagine playing it on Switch might uh, uh, lend a little credence to its popularity for sure. Um, and you don't you don't notice like because. My thing is with the switch, like, especially when apex came out on switch, I was like, your, your ping is going to be like 7,000. There is no reason to play apex on a switch. Uh, you're going to be playing a slideshow halfway through the match. So what the hell, but have you noticed any like net code problems or ping issues? No, no, no problems like connecting and playing the games. Um, that's going to be one of my cons in our, in our future topic today, but, um, I think they're really trying to force games onto the switch and there's definitely some new game. There's definitely some games that shouldn't be on the switch. Fall guys is not one of those though. Okay. That's good to Um, know. That's good to know. Yeah. It's, it's not bad. All right. That's good to know. I like that. I like, maybe I'll try it out on the switch. It'll give my switch something to do, uh, other than crash when I'm playing civilization six. So... (laughs) (laughs) so we are going to take a break and when we come back we're going to be talking about news but of course after the second break that we have uh you know it's just like every other episode we're going to be talking about uh what kind of shit pisses us off in video games and you're going to love that because everybody does okay bye and now for another thrilling adventure of Episode 3, Train Station. Hey, did you hear Half-Life 3 came out? <gasps> what? Half-Life 4 confirmed. And so concludes another thrilling adventure of... If Half-Life 3 came out today! Welcome back, everybody, and it's time for news. Leonard is not here, so we're going to have to start off the Nintendo section with Kent. Kent, I know you have it in you. I know you do, and we are contractually obligated from Nintendo to have an intro 
to the Nintendo news section. So I know, I know it's going to be difficult. I know it's going to be a challenge, but I know especially you can rise above and give us the intro for the Nintendo news section. And I do like a demon Bowser. You can do whatever you want. Kent, listen to me very closely. This is your one opportunity to make Paul's life extremely hard. So you need to make sure you get like a theme song or have him put some Animal Crossing in or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I wish we could have like an AI voice to just do like uh, Shulk from Xenoblade. Just scream the because he has the most iconic scream in all of Nintendo history, right? <laughs> you know what? Let's just do that. Instead of putting a, a filter over my voice, just once I'm done saying Nintendo news, just have Shulk like an I'll send you an audio file of Shulk screaming. Yeah. All right. And All you right. can keep this little snippet in so it's not a jump scare for any <laughs> listeners. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll do that. Ah! Nintendo news. I'm really feeling it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Couldn't have done it better myself. I'm, I probably could have, but I, I think the scream ties it all together as well. I think so. Was that, was that, that Leonard? Oh my God, that was Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> so Ken, but yeah. you were the one who brought up the fact that you have Nintendo news for us. So that's why I made you do the Nintendo news section. What happened in the world of Nintendo? Oh boy. So it all started with a Nintendo direct, right? Yes. And everyone took a look at it and it said Nintendo direct, third party you know it was mm. a third party direct mini at that everyone was like oh shit Big you know that yawn. picture of that guy with his headset off and he's like slouched back yeah in disgust everyone was like that and then the direct dropped right mm. and we just got a flurry of just crazy announcements uh first off i mean we got a look at monster hunter sunbreak Rise, uh, mm-hmm. pretty pretty beefy expansion. Um, for those that don't know, Monster Hunters almost always, at least in the more recent uh, releases, always have these huge major updates. Uh, basically, like a whole end game, right? And so they lit, went a little bit into that, uh, which was pretty cool. But then we got some really really crazy uh, uh, drops, like uh, Super Bomberman R two which is pretty interesting. I like the original. Yeah. Um, and then we got a few other things. Uh, we got a look at uh, the Sonic Frontiers, which is okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Dragon Quest Treasures. Cool. Final yeah. Fantasy. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, not Final Fantasy. Uh, Fantasy World Harvestella. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of interesting RPG titles for the switch like if you're an rpg fan you're you're eating well you know yeah uh monkey island we got to see the new art style and it looks pretty great in my opinion please stop harassing the devs yeah no it looks fine um and then we got near automata yeah fucking crazy it's a good game it people adore that game and series um i I find it interesting that we got that like a native port, but Kingdom Hearts one and two are still cloud. <laughs> I don't understand that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm shocked too. That might be a Sony contractual thing. Who knows? Um, yeah. But or Disney uh, or Disney. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, no, it's it's fantastic to see near autonomous near Aut- 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 uh coming to a different. Uh, 
console. Um, it's it's good to see it in a portable form. Uh, I can't wait to see how it looks uh, in in action, especially oh, on God, some of those beams. big scenes. Because uh, some of those big scenes, the, the the character models are frantic and pulled back and big. Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah, I. Yeah. As as I'm sure Jeremy will uh, make note of, um, I am hopeful that the game is going to be good uh, on the Switch, but we'll see. We'll see. It's like a bullet hell sometimes. So there's like hundreds of effects on screen at once. So. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Uh, I'm gonna do a little digital foundry here, and I'm gonna say they're gonna have adaptive uh, resolution. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, to try and keep the frame rate at a stable pace. I'm guessing 40 frames, 45 frames, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. Do you think, uh, and so you think they'll, uh, uh, discount on frames and not, uh, pixels. Uh, they are going to try and keep the frame rate as stable as possible and as high as possible. Um, frame, uh, resolution be damned resolution be damned okay fair enough fair enough i get that and you know that 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 would be a pretty cool uh soundtrack or um, album name right resolution be damned resolution be damned yeah yeah like an alt rock band i could see that yeah yeah for sure (laughs) uh Uh, moving on yeah anything uh, else we Got to look at Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Yes. Uh, I'm uh, not surprised that this got a sequel. Uh, it was surprisingly well as a launch title uh, or near launch. I can't remember. It was around yeah. launch um, uh, for Nintendo. Uh, it's it's basically XCOM for kids. Uh, and that's that's cool. I'm cool with that. Uh, they're adding new features to it. I'm cool with that. Uh, I hate Rabbids, so I'm not going to get it. I mean, everyone's simping for the ghost character, Ghost Rabbit. <laughs> Seriously? I was on Twitter and then I it was, uh, I forgot the name, it, its name. I was like, what's this? And I was like, oh, <laughs> lots of hand-drawn artwork there. Oh, dear. Uh, uh, yeah. So Rule uh, 34 fan, works very fast. They, oh, of course. <laughs> Before we even know any information. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks interesting. Uh, it it looks great. It, I mean, I remember when it got revealed, people were thinking that was the de facto game to launch on Switch Pro. And oh. here we are in 2022. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, uh, it's not surprising, as I said, that they're making a sequel. I'm, I'm glad that Ubisoft uh, has. I know I, I know I say Ubisoft. No one's ever going to stop me from saying Ubisoft. Yeah, isn't it Ubisoft? It's you. It's Ubisoft with a U. It's Ubisoft. I think. I think Ubisoft is how they say it in France. I'll have to ask Julia. That's what I thought too. Yeah, ask Julia. She would know. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that, uh, Ubisoft is able to sort of like get their hands into the Mario universe and do whatever they want. And I know that, uh, uh, Nintendo was like, uh, or I'm sorry, Ubisoft was like, we weren't sure if, uh, Nintendo would let us give a, a gun to Mario, uh, but they were like super about it. And I was like, that, that's funny and weird. And okay, Nintendo, you make weird decisions all the time with your IP. It confuses and confounds me. Um, but, uh, Hey, Oh yeah. They're inconsistent. Like <laughs> slight tangent. 
because we got the time. Yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we do. Really quick, really quick. Padding I was playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 because I finally got to it because I'm trying to catch up for three, uh, which, by the way, is another piece of info. Uh, their their store basically crashed twice uh, this month because they were selling Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Special Edition mm. and their websites couldn't handle it. Mm. Um, but anyways, I was playing that and, uh, you know, the character designs are very risque, to say the least. And um, the characters just drop shit around, like, like- literally saying shit. Uh, wow. I was like, whoa, I was not expecting this. Just a mainline, mainline Nintendo game. <laughs> I mean, I would be uh, more surprised if Mario uh, dropped the F-bomb. I think that would be uh, hilarious. And I think that uh, Nintendo, you're cowards <laughs> for not doing it. It would um, be Chris Pratt if, to do it. <laughs> oh, no. You reminded me of the terrible. I reminded you. <laughs> oh, it's happening. <laughs> It's not a dream, people. <laughs> it's not a dream. We need to remember this. Oh, God. Uh, I just think it's so funny hearing Mario cuss. It's a me, Mario. Go fuck yourself, Luigi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your princess is in another castle. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, yeah, so we got all that. And, uh, and then some, because I saved the best news for last. Ooh. We are finally getting Persona 3, 4, and 5 Royal on Switch. That's insane. If you look at any goddamn video or post from Nintendo, everyone will be asking, Persona on Switch, please? Uh, yeah, it's been a long time coming, and I've, I'm a huge fan Um I'm probably not going to buy it because I'm going to triple dip on PS5. Um, but yeah, for those that want it on the go, there you go. Three 100 plus RPG titles each on the go. That's pretty damn good. I, I so. hear good things about about Persona, but I, I don't, I've never ah. seen it or played it. I recommend them. Um if I were you, I would start with three or four because five obviously is a newer one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot more uh, quality of life improvements. I see. I see. Four is oh, my favorite, though. But so oh, you, you want me to game. suffer under the bad quality of life just so I can be relieved by the good quality of life? Oh, it's not that bad because three was pretty rough not horrible but pretty rough but the one they're releasing is like the portable version which is like they got rid of the 3d like roaming around in favor of like a point and click to your destination but the combat is in 3d uh, but a lot of streamlined stuff uh, which is pretty nice Four golden four is the re-release which has quality of life hmm and then five Royal is the re-release with a lot of quality of life. But that like just to set the picture, five Royal was like or five by itself was when it came out, all JRPGs and pretty much RPGs wanted to be Persona. Right. It was huge. Um, so nice. They're really high quality games. And it's just awesome that we're getting them yeah. for Switch. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm, I'm so they're on everything now. Steam, PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series SX, and Switch. I'm glad to hear it. Probably but yeah, still, that was probably still on play. Pretty much it. All right. Thank you, Kent. You did an amazing 
uh, job with the Nintendo news section. I think, honestly, I think probably the best out of the other NPCs. I, Does Leonard still have a job? I might need to give the Nintendo section to you like every single week. I, I, no, no. I don't know. I think Leonard, Leonard can keep it. I'll, I'll do a persona corner. <laughs> What a niche fucking corner! Uh, no, uh, no. Man, great job! Honestly, like as Paul said, the best Nintendo news I think I've ever heard. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, even with my little tangents of Xenoblade, but I, I mean, needed that was to say just, that. that was just quality padding for time. <laughs> Jeremy, I know something massive happened in the world of video game sports or sports video games, so I need you to drop that knowledge on me, friend. So it's it's big 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 news. I don't know if you're ready for it. I, I I'll stand up and then sit down again. So MLB the show got some new content on uh, the monthly. Pro- <laughs> I couldn't even finish that. No, that was pretty good. All right, you fu- yeah. I just lost like thirty listeners. They just, <laughs> they just signed just clicked off and deleted the episode immediately. <laughs> and Spotify, wherever they're listening on. So inserts where they can listen to the podcast. Um, skate, skate. So skate, skate, and skate. Yay! It gave us a little taste and kind of let us know that they're not giving up on us and that they are still working on it. It's kind of been their big thing is we're working on it. Yep. Um, we saw some very pre as they worded it. I think it was pre pre pre. Um, alpha alpha footage yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, I think we saw some in-game footage of that video that, that came out as well. And it looks, looks heaven. It makes me, it makes me, it made me pedal a little. Bit. Well, let's Jeremy. Now let's be honest here. Yes, it is a new skate. Uh, and they did show us some pre, pre, pre alpha for, uh, for skate. And that's fantastic. Thank you EA for doing this. This is the only good thing you've ever done. Does it look good? No, it looks like Fall Guys, but Skate, because it's pre-pre-pre-alpha. We can only assume that it's going to look better. Some of the things are fully rendered, or some of the shots in the trailer, rather, or whatever you want to call it, tease, tease, pre-teaser. Um, the Some of them are pre-rendered, and they do look fantastic. There's a lot of clothes and hair physics that I'm noticing uh, that look a, like really, really good. Um, understandable improvements. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, it doesn't look great. It looks like a pre-pre-pre-alpha. Which it is. It is a pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-alpha. Yes. Um, you know, what's funny is that I was reading some of the comments on like Instagram about it and like it was a lot of people said it looked like um, it looked like Skater XL Recession and to kind of come full circle. Those are the two games are the reason that we have this new skate game. Right. Um, Skater XL is fully finished and they haven't really like updated it at all. Uh, another competitor session just came out out of like their full like beta test and like, they just dropped like 1.0 version of it and it's incredible um so i i love that we're getting skate i hate the reason why we're getting skate and it, it's like that's like i still hate ea right EA i mean I, I understand your sentiment um and all i'll say about it is that of course this is why um like we as skate fans have been begging for a new skate for since three came out we're like are you working on four uh and then they closed black box studio 
And we were like, oh, so we're not getting skate, even though we want it and we'll buy it. Uh, but then to, uh, I would say double a developers, uh, kind of indie plus developers maybe, uh, came out with two separate skate games that did commercially well. Uh, also, um, uh, Neversoft decided to let someone else remake, uh, uh, Tony Hawk's one and two. And, uh, that was very commercially successful. And now EA is like, Oh, you guys want skate games. That's funny. We have this old skate game called skate. You want another one? You remember that? Yeah. So it is, it is a little frustrating by the way, slight tangent on, uh, uh, Tony Hawk's pro skaters one and two, they were going to make three and four. They aren't. Yeah. Yeah. That's BS, dude. Yeah, that is some absolute BS. Uh, they basically said no to the developers. Uh, well, I don't think the the button smashing skateboarding games are really that. You know that uh, what's the right what, what's the right word? So like EA doesn't set a sniper outside my house or like any skateboarding game. <laughs> um, where's where's that red dot on my head? Um, the button smashing skateboarding like gaming is just it's not. It's not there anymore. It's all about like physics and making it look good. It's it's why Skater Excel and Session do so well. Is that yes, they're made from I'll say indie plus developers, but it gives you full control of how the skateboard flips, right? And um, the and, speed of it. And like I, I I partially agree with you. I I definitely think that the time for making new um uh, uh button mashing skaters is over. Uh, but the old ones are great. Uh, uh, Tony Hawk's one and two, the remake was a fantastic remake. Uh, really well done. Uh, I wanted them to do underground one and two, but that's never going to happen. Um, oh, come on that. Oh, that, that hurts. Yeah. It's, I really want that. I wanted that more than three and four, to be honest. Me too. I actually did not like uh four at all. Uh, yeah. I think it was kind of a shit game, uh, but underground, uh, I, I really want that. I really do want one and two underground. Um, and for them to combine the games into one game, uh, unlike what they did with two, um, or uh, one and two, I, I think they could have made one and two into one big game instead of having to choose which one you're playing. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think there's a place for those old games for sure. Uh, but now, especially because skate is coming out, we're going to be waiting for a long time to see anything from Tony Hawk ever again. Yeah. 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 Very sad. Very depressing. Um, but, uh, uh, with the skate thing, was there anything else that you wanted to say, Jeremy? No, the sports world is dead at the moment. All we're doing is just playing and we'll be the show strikers and, Reminiscing on the good old days of skate. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I am hoping, uh, beyond hope, that we get a good skate game out of this uh, uh, game. And uh, knowing EA, that's sort of up in the air. Because remember, Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, they only love me for my money. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. And you know who else only loves you for your money? This is a perfect segue. I'm so glad I said that. Blizzard. Uh, Blizzard only loves you for your money. That's right. We're going to do a uh, bury the yeah. lead. I am so good at my job. We're going to talk about Diablo Immortal. Uh, 
And yes, everybody's been talking about how shit of a game it is. And yes, the camera controls are stupid. I'm sorry, the camera setting is stupid. It's way too close to the character. Uh, and I, I still don't like the cartoony look uh, that uh, was carried over from Diablo 3. Uh, I am more appreciative that they're bringing back the more gritty, realistic look of uh, uh, the previous Diablos with the Diablo 4 uh, that may or may not be a good game. Who knows? Um, but right now we're talking about Diablo Immortal because... It has come out from a lot of mathematician sleuths that to upgrade a character fully on the mobile game of Diablo Immortal will take, and this is for one class, one character, $1.3 million. Jesus Christ. Yes, come you heard that right. $1.3 million more than most people uh, will ever make in their entire lives. Why does it take so much? It's because of upgrade runes or crystals. I think it's crystals. Uh, basically, it turns your plus five sword into a plus 20 sword if you buy enough of them. But the chances of you getting one of them is less than 1%. And every attempt to get one of them is about $2.50. And that's only one item. But you might be saying... Uh, if you're really good at math and uh, you just did math in your head that quickly and found out that what I just said does not equate to one point five million dollars, uh, one point three, excuse me. Um, that's not all. There is a secret game mechanic that was discovered not too long ago uh, uh, by a couple of players that you can go past the allotted uh, max level of each item in your character's inventory by uh, uh, buying a certain item that then unlocks a second upgrade tree, basically. But to upgrade in that upgrade tree, you need even more of those upgrade crystals. So that's again a less than two, uh, less than one percent chance of getting a uh, le uh, level five crystal, level five level crystal. I think is something stupid that they call it. Um, and again, each time you try to get one is two dollars and fifty cents. This is only a major problem for a handful of reasons. One of the major problems is that they said when the game was coming out um, that you know don't. Don't you have phones? But they also said that this is not a play to uh, pay to win uh, game that you can play the entire game uh, without spending a single dollar. And technically, that's true. There are uh, <laughs> there are guides online out there to tell you how to play Di uh, Diablo Immortal uh, without spending any money, which is funny that somebody had to write a guide on how to do that. But the predatory practices of this is such a, such a demon thing to do. It's almost as if Diablo himself decided that this was a good idea and that they should implement it for their game. I am not surprised especially because it's Activision Blizzard. But I am very angry and worried that Diablo 4 will fall into the same hole. 
Oh man, that's a, that's just a huge mess. Honestly, <laughs> it really is. It's just like how how much can we gouge our whales without losing everyone, right? Yeah. And like how much how fun can we make the game? Just fun enough that people will still play it you know and yeah. not leave yeah exactly i mean it's, it, i heard it's a fun game yeah i heard it's i heard it's a serviceable diablo game yeah which i mean if you've done everything in diablo 3 and by this time like most people who've played diablo 3 that much has definitely done everything in diablo 3 um yeah like this this is a good holdover until whenever we get diablo 4 um but uh, the fact that they said like, hey, don't worry, this this won't be a predatory model. This won't be uh, a pay to win uh, model. And then just slapped us with their dicks uh, as soon as the game came out. Like, I, I just I hate it. I would rather have paid five dollars for just like a, pr- a pretty good Diablo experience on my phone. What about a VR experience? No, that that's weird. um so uh, blizzard you've messed up so many goddamn times uh in the past like two years three years uh that nothing surprises me anymore the very fact that i'm even considering buying diablo 4 when it comes out uh makes me sick to my stomach um but uh i don't know i don't know anymore It's yeah, go for it. Go for it. I don't, it it just, it's really sad because you know how much effort the art team Mm. and even other designers and uh, maybe even the producers put into it. Um, But you know, they can only do so much because they have to monetize it and they have to find ways to do X, Y, and Z in order to please corporate. And it's just, it's sad because there's so much talent going into that. And you know, they've been at it for a long time because damn, we first reported on this game in the studio during that huge event in yeah. what 2019. Yeah. So it's been years in the making. Um, and it's just sad that like n- essentially no franchise is safe, right? Like Diablo has been pretty much a household name for decades. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just shows that like nothing is sacred when it comes to these practices. So like, who's to say they're not going to have like a red dead mobile right with something similar right exactly you know maybe a few years ago we would have laughed at that you know that statement but now like look spending hundreds of thousands millions of dollars to fully get everything for a character like i'm sure rockstar is eager at the opportunity to port anything on the mobile and have this like pay to win uh aggressive and yeah abusive I mean, this is, this isn't is, pay to win. Like, isn't that like just how it's supposed to be now? Apparently, it should, it should, no. but apparently, but, uh, I mean, you mentioned, uh, rockstar and specifically you mentioned red dead and, uh, uh, I might have made mention of this on a different episode, but I don't think I kind of got into the details of it. Uh, there was a, there's a YouTuber who, um, uh, uh, I think his name is like Soko or something like that. Anyway, he, um, did a deep dive as to why he thinks rockstar, uh, doesn't care about red dead online. Uh, and it's sort of their own fault. 
they uh, didn't monetize the game correctly. They put so many ways to earn X, uh, uh, X currency, basically like money, gold, and the blue roll tokens. That's the three currencies that are in the game. But there's so many ways, so many varied ways, and so many easy ways to earn all three of those currencies that they don't need like players don't need to buy the currency in grand theft auto. There's only two currencies and you cannot earn the second currency and the other currency. Um, it's easy to get, but it takes a while, uh, especially to get like a lot enough to do something in the game. So they shot themselves in the foot. No, no pun intended. Um, with Red Dead Online because it they just fucking broke it. Like they straight up broke it, uh, their monetized uh, settings. And so they don't need to uh, update Rockstar uh, uh, Red Dead Online because no one's going to fucking spend money on it. They're, they're going to waste all this time and energy uh, that they could be using for Grand Theft Auto 6, which will have an even more predatory or you know, possible predatory uh, monetization system built in. Yeah. So, so yes, this, this is the way that it will be for the rest of our lives. And uh, until we dismantle the systems that have put this into place and made this possible by, I would say brandishing pitchforks and torches, um, there isn't really much we can do about it. So, of course there is. Yeah, I I have a message for you. Go for it. Uh, it's it's from Dan. Okay. Dan says hi. And hi. He misses us. Yeah, hi, Dan. I bet he does. Um, Dan says you can just not buy the game. That's true. That's true. Speak with the wallet. <laughs> it does not work, uh, but yes. In theory, like how they thought in theory, communism would work. <laughs> like, communism yeah, can like, work. God damn it. Some ideas like. Yeah. Oh, it's like easy to say it'll work, but when you don't buy a game, okay, but then you have one whale that'll be the equivalent of like a thousand of you. Yeah. It doesn't mean shit, dude. Yeah, it doesn't mean <laughs> shit. And usually like they don't, uh, they don't take that someone not buying a game as someone not liking the game. They take it as, oh, we didn't market it correctly. We didn't yeah. say the right things to make them want to buy it. So we'll just throw more money at marketing and then they'll buy it one way or the other. Which usually, sadly, turns out to be the case because they just throw money at marketing. They give us a slightly better or different game. And we're like, OK, we'll try this one out. But it, you know, it's just the same thing. So uh, the video game industry is a very, very difficult thing to talk about at times. And uh, on on a, on, a <laughs> on an episode where uh, I have more energy to get into it, uh, I would love to. Uh, but it is a very dull and dry and boring topic to talk about the minutia of uh, uh, the finances uh, within the gaming industry. Uh, it's much more fun to nitpick about video games that are already out and uh, yell into the void uh, about uh, things that we wish would change that have nothing to do uh, with actual, meaningful, tangible change within the industry. And that's what we're going to do when we come back from our break. See that fucking transition? That was fucking great. 
Welcome to the very first episode of the non-player character ASMR. Today on the podcast, I have Dan. He'll be playing some games for us today. It's okay, Dan, you'll get him next time. Leonard. Welcome back, everybody, and it's time to get nitpicky. That's right. We are going to be talking about things in the video game industry, specifically about video games that we don't like. Not particularly about uh, anything, you know, political or real or uh, problems that we see throughout the industry. Uh, no, we're going to be talking about uh, little things in video games that just like, you know, kind of, yeah, I don't like that. Uh, and that's what the internet likes. So that's what we're going to do. Because uh, we live in a day and age where we can't have an opinions without the opinion being very specific and uh, also not really that big of a deal. <sighs> Sometimes I hate what I do. <laughs> Jeremy, I know you wanted to start this off uh, because I think what you have to say is probably the biggest uh, thing that we need to talk about. And so for SEO purposes, what was the major complaint that you had? So like I said earlier, I'm going to literally treat this, treat this like a Yelp review and give, give it a one star. Wow. So... <laughs> And we know because you're a double dad, uh, your Yelp reviews are probably uh, uh, very well respected in the Yelp community. I'm an elite reviewer, okay? Yeah, yeah, I bet. I hope you know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, it's, it's a worry. Um, I saw it the other day and I kind of posted it in our little Discord group, but I guess Sony and Microsoft are considering putting ads in our video games. Yeah. And I will be so upset. 
if I'm playing, you know, like Rocket League, and suddenly it goes, did you know that if you sign up for our Chase credit card, you'll get 30,000 points on your next purchase? Like, I don't, I'll, I'll quit gaming. I, I will quit. <laughs> I Tell mean, me how I, great that commercial sounded, by the way. That was actually really good. And honestly, that's the best you've sounded all episode. Um, I don't <laughs> I don't disagree. This, of course, is uh, if you if you disagree with this particular uh, uh, set of problems that we are going to be facing in the next, I would say, decade of video gaming, uh, you are part of the problem. Ads do not belong. I if. OK, so. I see purchasing a video game as if I am purchasing a movie ticket. Yes. So at the beginning, when I turn on the console, I see the ads at the bottom of the screen that are for, uh, you know, games that I might like that the algorithm has chosen for me. And that is much like the ads that I see before the movie starts. Then I put the game in and I start seeing ads or kind of ads for, uh, uh, you know, Havoc or Unreal Engine or, you know, PhysX, things like that. Those I see as trailers, trailers for these amazing things that everybody, you know, uses and things. But when the movie starts or when the video game starts, I better not see a goddamn Coke can being faced towards me just so I know that my superhero on screen is playing or drinking the thing that I should be drinking. Because if I just drank enough Cokes, I could be like Captain America or something. Ah, that angers me. And the fact that it is even being considered is sad and deplorable. I'll use the word Dude, these gaming companies not make enough money that they have to insert ads. Like I know like there, there's so much to this topic of like DLC and I think who was that a big company just got put under fire because they're like, we're making a game that's online only. And everyone had a panic attack about that. Mm. Um, it just, this rubs me off the wrong way. Like how can you bring ads into video games? I just, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Kent, I, I know that you've been silent, but it's I, I, I'm imagining it's a seething silence that you are just sweating with anger. So please break me off a piece of that anger, bud. Well, uh, it's deplorable, but it's already here. I mean, I, I don't know how else to tell you guys, but uh, any racing game you're playing is one big ad. Yes. Um, hell, what was it? Was it mercenaries? I think it was mercenaries where they had like Obama and Clinton yep. as DLC. Yep. Also, um, they there was a poster Monster of, Energy to vote. Yeah. Yeah. It's been here. It's especially any sports games, Jeremy. This is especially for any sports game, is one huge ad. I mean, I I think I played an NBA 2K game once in my life. And that was because it was free on PS plus. I booted it up. I started a match and then I got a advertisement in the loading screen, loading up my match. Yeah. And I Um, promptly uninstalled the game (laughs) and I actually hid it from my library. (laughs) I'm not kidding. No, I I imagine you doing that. Exactly. Uh, Kent, as always, you make a very good point. Um, It's not like we haven't seen this. And honestly, what is the true difference between ads in video games and ads 
with video games. And what I mean by that is like Doritos or Mountain Dew or co- uh, fucking, uh, what's it? Monster energy drink, Rockstar energy drink. Um, with all these ads posted on them with master chief or with, uh, uh, destiny two characters or whatever. Um, to me, it's all the same. It's sad that it will pop up in video games. Here, here's, here's what I'm, here's what I'm worried. Here's the worst case scenario in my eyes. If elder scrolls six comes out and there are billboards in elder scrolls six for, you know, rockstar energy. That, oh. that is when I will be upset. Truly, truly upset. That's like, not even the worst part about it. Like imagine playing, I'll use your example, playing Elder Scrolls, right? You're about to start a quest, an ad comes on, right? And it's like, did you know that, you know, you could save $5 million at blah, 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 right? Yeah. But you could skip it only if you pay a slight fee, very similar like YouTube, uh, like YouTube plus or YouTube premium. Like it's, it's just the start of it. Right. No, I mean Um, like my gut reaction to that, Jeremy is like, Oh, they'll never do that. But I just, I just said a story where it would, where it would cost $1.2 million to upgrade a character in Diablo immortal. So I can't say anymore that they won't do anything or that they, (laughs) they, that, that, that they can't do anything. Like I don't know anymore at this point. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I think I have the perfect way to sum it up. I, I think I know exactly where you're coming from, Paul. And that is we are OK with diegetic ads, right? Right. When I mean diegetic, it's a term saying something inside a movie, a game, any sort of like media that is part of that world. Right. Right. So. Oh, I'm hearing music. I'm watching this movie and I hear music. And then all of a sudden the person, the character walks, turns off the radio and the music stops. That's because the music you are hearing is the music they are hearing. It's in world. Yeah. So diegetic ads um, would be something kind of like how you have the diegetic health bar in uh, uh, Dead Space. Uh, Dead Space is a very topical game at the moment. Everyone's trying to be Dead Space again. Uh <laughs> You know, your health bar was his little spinal cord thing, right? Right. Little lights um, on, would, on his back. You know, yeah. Yeah. So the, the more closer you were to death, the more red it would be. It would be, you know, depleted. Um, right. And so ads that are diegetic, they're in the world, like that health bar. I think those are okay. And I think on top of that, not only should they be diegetic, but they should be lore Flash world friendly. Like Paul said, if you see a, a Mountain Dew ad for uh, in Tamriel, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> exactly. Um, but if you're, I mean, playing a racing game and you see an ad for Ford, it's expected, right? Yeah. Yeah. But even something like, well, actually, you know what? This is a perfect example. Resident Evil. Uh, the, they're getting so goddamn realistic that Leon's coat is an actual coat like a designer coat and i don't know if you guys saw on the gameplay demonstration at the most recent uh summer games fest at the end it shows a little disclaimer a little copyright notice for leon's coat that's insane i mean it's cool in my opinion because that is 
it's the perfect ad to me. If you need to have ads and you know what, as a blooming designer, I can see why a lot of places need ads because kind of tying into our other episode of should games be more expensive. Mm -hmm. If you haven't listened to that episode, please pause and go listen to that because that's a pretty good episode. iTunes, Spotify, and the website, silvertongueaudio.org. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Just like that episode, games are expensive to make. And with all the inflation we've had over the course of decades, (laughs) games have not adhered to that. So games are cheaper than they've ever been. Um, and more expensive and so, to make. Yeah, yeah, they cost way more to make than they did before. Right. So selling these ads, having these ads are a way for developers to get more money aside from DLCs or subscriptions, whatever. And if Resident Evil, if the team at Resident Evil and Capcom can get money by having a designer coat yeah and you don't even know about it unless you read that fine print at the end of the trailer and i think that's perfect and if anything that it can show more realism because like you say he takes off his coat and you see a little tag you have to you're gonna have to really zoom in on that tag and you'll see it's like i don't know what i don't remember what it was but you know say it's like something like mark anthony or whatever it has that little thing that's pretty realistic as long as leon doesn't like go up to the cop in the beginning of Resident Evil 4 be like, hey, this is my coat and the logo covers half the screen. Then that a QR code pops up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Then that shit. But so, if so I actually I actually like where you're going with this. Uh, uh Ooh, I wasn't gonna rebuttal it. Uh no, I'm I'm actually it, it's it's on the same topic and actually uh, uh even more specific and ties into something that's actually coming out. So SEO on top of SEO, um, Sims four high school years, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show is coming out pretty soon. They are also, uh, uh, doing a marketing crossover with a designing company called Depop. I have never heard of them before. Their clothes look dumb. I would never wear it. However, this marketing tie-in will certainly, uh, aid the development, uh, uh, in financial means, uh, of Sims for high school years, which is fine. And they're only adding clothes, uh, you know, designer clothes to the Sims. And that's cool. That's more content. It's not like they're adding uh, uh, Depop logos just to make the, you know, whatever happen. Uh, but they're actually adding extra content because they have, uh, you know, corporate tie-ins, which as an anti-capitalist, I hate, but as a, uh, uh, enjoyer and purveyor of video games, I I'm okay with granted. Yeah. And they've had like what, four or five of them in the past. And Paul, let me ask you this. Can you name a single one of those, uh, cross promotion, uh, clothing. Uh, no, not a single axe. one. I had to look up the Depop one because I I wanted to talk about it, but I couldn't remember who. There they you were. go. I mean, that's perfect, right? Like, if it's in the game, it adds more content in this clay case, more clothes. Yeah, yeah. Well, there so, you go. I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I mean, let me yeah, quickly just bounce off that for a second. It can also help in like another aspect. Like, I just thought of this right now, but. A lot of game designers or even character designers, they aren't fashion designers or they're not military specialists or specialists. Right. So they usually need help. They need to have sources, image sources, references 
uh, a funny little thing is going to uh, Silent Hill 3, right? That's the first game in the series you play as a female protagonist, Heather Mason. And the men had her in pants and uh, her, you know, her sleeveless jacket. And they were pretty happy with that design. But all of the women, they weren't character designers or anything. They were, you know, other departments. But all the women in Team Silent, the developers, when they saw that, they kept, like, nagging and, like, begging and demanding the character designer uh, to (laughs) please give her a miniskirt. Because they said no teenage girl would be dead, you know, being seen in, like, brown pants running around, right? She's supposed to be this, like, young, teenage, like, hip, like, student, right? right? And they're like, no, this is ridiculous. Like, she looks like ridiculous. Like she, this is a fashion emergency. Right. And (laughs) that, you know, that happens all the time because you can be an awesome artist and draw people like crazy. Well, but you may not know how to stylize in the 21st century or what, wherever, whenever your game takes place. So having actual, uh, fashion departments, while they, you know, Paul, you may not like it. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, Oh my gosh, this is like, you know, the drip on them is amazing. Like this is a really good shit. So it helps, you know? Right. No, I, I totally get you. Uh, Jeremy, I know, um, you wanted to rebut that, uh, and I'm, and I'm totally going to let you, uh, so please, why, why is this a bad thing? You anti-communist or you anti-capitalist communist, pinko socialist, (laughs) uh, pinko communist. So you guys mentioned a lot of pros regarding it. Like a hundred, like there's, I feel like there might be more pros than cons, but I feel like opening up ads to video games, it's going to open up a door and people are not going to like the door. Um, For example, most YouTubers, TikToks, any influencer, they make their money off of their ads. Like they make money every time you go on their YouTube channel and an ad plays. So what happens when you start... Um, you know, inputting these ads in. And Ken said earlier, it's going to get to the point of, oh, you like this jacket. Well, here's a QR code that you can scan. We'll give you 30 seconds to scan it and you can get the same jacket that you want. Um, Or this great cowboy hat that is on Red Dead from Rockstar. Uh, I just feel like opening that door, there's going to be a lot of negativity about it. And my worry is that EA doesn't need more money. Ubisoft... There you go, Paul. Doesn't need more money. Um, the third are always going to want more, though. I guess you know, like the smaller developers are going to want more money from these guys. But at the end of the day, my inner Dan is saying, like, they make these games to make money. That, that right. at the end of the day, right? You know, yeah, they want to build an experience for video games, and you want to even say that. But at the end of the day, they're making these games to make a dollar off of it, right? Um, they found out they're great at doing something. And they created something wonderful. But what happens when they realize that they can make a shit ton of more money with getting this ad in there? And, you know, do you think I, I personally like I think it might dwindle gameplay, to be honest with you, because if all they care about is just pushing the game out and making that money off of that ad from Apple, Nike, Microsoft, whoever it is, you know, that will be, you know, I, I, 
It's a door that worries me. Too. No, I, I, I understand. I understand. And, you know, Kent makes a really good point about diegetic. Uh, it, it is important to make uh, whatever ad you're trying to put in fit the world. Uh, and racing games is a perfect example. Of course, you expect Ford commercials or whatever inside racing games. Of course, you expect, um, uh, you know, Viagra pills in um, MLB. Like, that's just what you expect. Um, but... <laughs> I will, I will sort of piggyback on what you said, Jeremy. Um, so, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's tangential, but it sort of speaks to the same thing. And what that is, is, uh, this game called the quarry. I just almost fucked that up real bad. And so by pointing it out, I have to keep it in the quarry. Um, just came out not too long ago. These are the same, uh, type of people who make, uh, what's that? the maiden of Madon and Madon. Yeah. Man of Madon and bullshit like that. Okay. So it's basically like really fancy choose your own adventure, uh, books, which is fine. Great. Um, they still haven't got grimacing right in animation, but that's just a nitpick that I'll get to later. Um, what, uh, uh, what I, what I found while watching other people play it, because there was no fucking way I was going to waste the money, but I was like, eh, let's just see what this is all about. So I watched, uh, call me Kevin and I watched RT gaming play it in two very different ways. And, uh, yeah, you should watch it. They're, they're both very, very funny and they're both Irish. So their accents are great, but, um, turns out they have, uh, in the game, what's called streamer mode. Streamer mode will take out any of the licensed music, uh, so that when you're streaming on Twitch, or streaming on YouTube, your Twitch or YouTube won't get taken down for copyright strikes. Turns out that the people who decided what music to put in in, in place of the uh, non-copyrighted uh, music, turns out that music was also copyrighted. So the non-streamer, the, the streamer mode, excuse me, has copyrighted music in it because they didn't know that it was copyrighted, which is one, just absolutely embarrassing. And two kind of speaks to what Kent was talking about in, in, you know, in this thing, like you got to ask around and, and the sadness that we have to worry now about what is copyright and what is not copyright so that we don't get in trouble. Every time I post this episode, uh, an episode of the show, excuse me, I use a song at the beginning of the show that uh, no doubt is copyrighted. No one stopped me yet. No one sent emails about it yet because the copyrighted music that I'm using is probably not recognizable to a lot of people. I'm not going to say the name. I'm not going to say where it comes from because I want to keep using the, the music. Um, but the fact that I'm concerned about that at all, uh, is, is a little bit sad, I think. Yeah. I mean, Oh God, music is a whole nother thing. And actually we can yeah, please pick at that a bit. Go ahead and put it. Yeah. I just, I want to say one last thing, Jeremy, uh, kind of the smoking gun to your rebuttal. Um, again, I'm not like all for ads, but I just no, want to Kent, say, Kent, we all know that you are a, <laughs> a bootlicking capitalist. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, answer me this, uh, Jeremy, do you enjoy modern sports games just in the slightest? Do you like playing them? Of course. There you go. So, your world will not be affected because let me tell you every, any and every game that is not like a Mario sports game 
has a shit ton of ads injected in its gameplay and its loading screens and its replays and its maps and its costumes. You have so many ads that are ejected. And I'm saying you, not as like an individual, yeah, but yeah. like as just a fan of the genre. You, you have so many ads injected in that. that you playing a baseball game and getting Viagra pills and uh, just for men <laughs> hair care products and, uh, you know, all sorts of uh, aging old man uh, products that you need, like uh, ginkgo biloba pills. I get what you're saying. I get like popping in a NASCAR game and all those cars are branded and everything. I'm so bad. I understand. You know, what's my baseball game? There's Nike and Jordan. They're selling stuff on that game as well. The part that I draw a line to is if I'm hopping on Rocket League and my game completely stops and that ad comes in and you hear Paul's voice going, did you know that we have like a couple of other podcasts that we listen to? Like NPC Adventures, Midnight, by the way. Like that's where, like that's where I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like cross the line about. It's like I think Paul said it earlier. Like if you're playing like Elder Scrolls, and there's like a Rockstar billboard there. You know, that's still subliminal messaging, but it's like the actual yeah. taking you away from your game to talk to you and sell you something. I, and that's I, where I was like drawing a line. I did just think, think of something funny. Uh, I did just think of something funny. Kent, you said diegetic. So yeah, maybe not uh, a billboard in Skyrim in Tamriel, but maybe uh, when you look up one time, the uh, clouds start shaping themselves into the form <laughs> of a rock star can. Scratch this because you're giving Todd ideas. Scratch this. <laughs> cut it out. Cut it. It's like a flying dragon in the sky it has a little sign behind it. God. But I mean, yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Jeremy. But I also think 100, maybe 99.9% of all players, that would be the, the tipping point. Right. And I don't think it will get that far because no matter how much corporate is going to push for monetization and to make as many pennies as they can, at the end of the day, you need a product people will enjoy and want to come back to. Yeah, and there's a reason a why a lot of these high budgeted mobile games, even Diablo Immortal, it doesn't pause your game and like blast an ad. Even most of the like indie like mobile games, the ones that use those like stupid like Google Play ads. Usually it's like, oh, you want more coins? Opt in to view this video. Right. So I don't think things will get that bad where it's going to be like, oh, my God, I'm just trying to play this multiplayer match and I can't even move because there's a ad like that. That will not happen. Like, I guarantee you. And if that does happen, it's going to get review bombed and probably all of their stockholders are going to like mass sell and that company will be devastated like that. Won't happen. A, we can help. Since a 1v1 brewing, Paul. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay. Also, the other thing is that thing you're talking about with PlayStation, Microsoft doing patents. I, I'm just trying to be positive here. There's so many patents that these companies produce just so nobody else can. Because things right. like this, uh, these dystopian black mirror type uh, <laughs> patents, they're produced for a reason so that nobody else can claim that patent and then actually start selling it and utilizing it like as much as these huge corporations are like utter shit microsoft and sony have actually made a bunch of patents you can actually view them because they're all public domain they have a bunch of these patents that they have made for like insanely like weird dystopian products 
just so that nobody else can like lay claim to it and then actually start implementing it in their products. Right. So that very well could be this because it's been a little while since they've done that. And, you know, I don't think they're that stupid that they're going to start implementing this. This can all just be them doing it so they can like take this patent and lock it away and never use it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a, it's a really good point. It's a really good point. And uh, smoking gun for sure. I hope it doesn't get to that point, but you know, as I said at the beginning uh, uh, of this whole scree, um, like it's, it's hard to say they can't, they won't when we've seen so many times that they have. Um, that's that's for armor. Um, my yeah, worry is that yeah. it gets normalized, you know, for example, YouTube, YouTube started doing ads in 2009, like the actual, like pausing ads 30 seconds. Uh, and so that, and, you know, and now we're in 2022, it's become a normal, like a norm to hop on YouTube, Skip watch ads. 15 minutes of your YouTube video and then an ad pops Right no, I about nothing related to that video. So that, that's my worry is that it, it'll just, it'll start. And once it starts, there's really no way to tell where it's going to start. Well, I mean, you know, you mentioned YouTube and it's a perfect place to pivot. And one of my biggest pet peeves right now is the difficulty. <laughs> What's that? Pivot. Pivot. Yeah. Pivot. Sorry, yeah. my friends, my friends bit. Well, that's an inside joke, and I'm not sure. Anyway. What? Have you not seen friends? <laughs> Ross is trying to get the couch up, and he's like yelling, "Pivot." No. All right. I'm so anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm so disappointed in the two of you. <laughs> uh, Ross, who? Ross, who? Stop it! Stop it! <clears throat> so. Um, YouTube is a good place to start, uh, talking about, uh, pet, uh, pet peeves about video games because, um, YouTube and Twitch, uh, and that one that Microsoft had for a second and then dropped, um, they, uh, they are changing the way video games are, are being done. Uh, and when it started, I was like, oh, this is dumb. Why would I want to watch somebody play a game? Uh, but you know, once I realized that it was actually personalities, uh, uh, playing these games and, uh, they were entertaining and fun and sometimes like, uh, 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 informative in, in how they covered a game. Uh, I, I was more and more okay with it. And I sort of like tailored my, uh, Twitch watching and YouTube watching to that kind of content, which is, which is fine. Um, however, I am hearing, uh, and I have seen firsthand, uh, just how difficult, uh, uh, you know, copyright claims are to one dispute and two even get away from in the first place. Copyright, oh. copyright claims, in my opinion, will be the death of YouTube oh. And if Twitch is not careful, copyright claims will be the death of uh, uh, Twitch as well. Nintendo has a crazy stranglehold on everything that goes on on Twitch with uh, uh, with their products. Uh, less so on YouTube, but for some reason they just hate Twitch and they won't let X and Y be broadcast for X and Y amount of time. And like it, it gets so YouTube actually. No, they, they just went their second pass of banning so many channels. Right. Actually, I think last week, thousands of Nintendo related music videos have gotten taken down like just this last week. Yeah. And, and, and to it's me, bad. that is unacceptable. That is basically free promotion. And granted, there is a, a little kickback for the person who created it. There's a little kickback for the person who uploaded it onto their channel. But that is absolutely 
pennies in comparison to the amount of money that they will get, that Nintendo specifically will get on the other end of that transaction. Just the just the fact that, you know, hey, my favorite YouTuber just said the, uh, a name of a game that I have never heard of, and it's from Nintendo. I want to check it out. Hell, I don't have a Switch yet. I'm going to buy a Switch just because I saw, you know, Tin the Tatman or whatever play uh, this game. Like, I, the fact that it is, it is so litigious when it comes to basically just fans, fans of your fucking uh, uh, franchises and IP posting things. And then they got to bring lawyers into the, into the mix. Like I, I, I just don't understand what specifically what Nintendo is doing, but also what YouTube is doing on a whole, uh, uh what Twitch is doing, uh, in smaller spaces, but definitely, um, uh, uh definitely significant spaces, uh, with especially music. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. Jeremy, uh, please calm me down. I'm, I'm, I'm about ready to rage. You know what? I'm going to leave you on this one because you left me hanging on my friend's pivot scene. So, you know what? You embrace, there. embrace Kent, it, Paul. Kent, you're always there for me when I need you the most. So please. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually just as enraged as you, but, you know, it, it's, it's actually really hard to justify what they're doing because, like you said, I mean, fans are they're keeping these communities alive, like, especially for like earthbound, like right. Nintendo doesn't want to touch that with like a 10 inch pole, but all of these like music compilations or just other, other variations of, you know, internet content, they're keeping the community alive and the fan base alive. But Nintendo's like, no, get that shit off of my website. Yeah. Like don't ever come talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs> You know, it's just ridiculous, frankly. And they're offering no alternatives. Like, I think it would be different if uh, Nintendo on their own had like a, a, a music OST channel and they just posted like all of their like music in like the raw audio format too, like uncompressed. Like they just upload the audio files into like YouTube videos. That would be awesome. Then I'd be like, yeah, I don't think uh, Gilver Sunners or Silver Gunners like videos are needed because they're there you know there's already an alternative but the fact is that so many of these songs and soundtracks aren't even like accessible it's amazing how they just decide to uproot that and be like uh you're losing your channel while you're at it too yeah no the i mean game about you know, oh, the channel my, my inner dan okay. oh, i'm just kidding um well i think i posted an article earlier about how that one youtuber was like copywriting like uh Destiny 2 is like too. soundtracks and everything. Like yep. that, that's a whole separate story. But it's it's a money game. That's that that's all it is. Like Nintendo doesn't give a shit about you. All they care about is your wallet. Same with Ubisoft, same with every company out there. And I said it earlier, it's all about money. Capitalism, folks. I, Capitalism. I think on the surface, it's it's like, okay, yeah, they, it's their IP. They want to keep that close to their chest. But like what Paul said, I think even uh, Dan would agree in some space, like there's so much room to improve and you can use that as an avenue for advertisement. Yeah. Like if they really want, they could be like, hey, you upload our content, uh, you can keep it up, but please, call, you know, uh, like link the website where you can buy the right. game from that you're uploading the soundtrack on. 
or blah, 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 which they could easily do. Maybe they don't even need to ask you. I'm sure YouTube has a tool where like YouTube itself can like, like have a little appendix yeah. of like, just like, Oh, link over here. That, I mean, there would do. actually you post that, stuff from PlayStation. That would actually, it has a little link to the PlayStation store in the game you're playing. Exactly. So. And that, that would actually give YouTube the kick, the kickback instead of the creator, which I'm not a hundred percent for, but it's definitely a, a better alternative than what we have now where the channel just gets shut down for no goddamn reason. And the one thing I, I did want to mention just to sort of give the capitalists what they want, um, that is that, uh, technically, at least in the copyright law that I, I, I'm not completely up to date on my copyright law. It's been quite some time since I've looked into things like this, but, um, technically in America, at least they are legally obligated at times to take things down because if they don't, that is tantamount to saying that it's okay to steal our IP, at least in, in American uh, uh, copyright law. Um, so it, it sometimes they're forced by their lawyers to take certain things down. But Kent, you said something that uh, uh, makes perfect sense. I don't know why. If they're going to take it down, why don't they fucking use it? They have yeah. these IPs. They have these, uh, uh, you know, this music, this whatever it is. They have it in their back pocket. And I understand that, especially Nintendo, they're not as big as uh, uh, Sony or Microsoft. They don't have as many studios underneath their belt to work on these kinds of things. And they probably don't necessarily have the capital to justify um, sticking their neck out for something like uh, theme music OST or something like that. Right. But if they're not going to do anything with it, let others do something with it. Yeah. And it's, it's not just re-uploads, too. We're talking about remixes. Right. We're talking about fan creations, fan animations. It's not we're not just talking about like, a, oh, I ripped this from my uh, hard drive and now I'm uploading it to YouTube. It's yeah. a lot of the times like there's Kirby fan animations that have gotten taken down, which they spent weeks, months of their life doing. Yeah. And all it is is giving more publicity to the character of Kirby. Right. Right. So th that used to be, that ridiculous. used to be legal, by the way, it used to be 100% yeah. legal to uh, take someone's uh, creation and change it enough uh, uh, to be its own unique thing that I mean, yeah, that technically is not legal anymore because of the way uh, Disney it's all Disney's fault, by the way, um, uh, because of the way Disney rewrote the law. Uh, uh, back in, I think the early nineties, uh, when Mickey mouse was going to be going into the public domain and they did not want that to happen. Um, but, uh, technically you're not able to do that anymore, kind of, but it also used to be legal that if you were to make something or post something, um, that was somebody else's and not ask for money for it, that used to be legal as well. I don't know if that is still the case it's muddled now yeah like it's, it's definitely and i great. think i mean it is technically there it is under the fair use law but yeah. the law youtube doesn't abide by the law if anything it's stricter than the law right yes, like absolutely the law is the guideline 
And then YouTube goes off of the law and then makes it more restrictive to be as uh, monetarily kind of like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think Jeremy, you, you brought up a good point with uh, destiny, like that whole situation. I'm oh, going to give you the footnotes of this. Basically this guy was false copyright claiming uh, destiny soundtracks. He was pretending he was Bungie and was claiming those re-uploads yeah. and Bungie was like, wait a minute, you know, we, we didn't do this. We don't have a problem with yeah. people uploading these soundtracks. And, and Bungie was We're getting shit for it. Guy. Bungie was getting shit for it online. They were getting like Twitter threats and whatnot about like, how yeah. dare you take down this, uh, this guy's content. And Bungie was like, I fucking didn't. Yeah. And that's YouTube's fault because YouTube is incompetent as a platform and they didn't even bother to double check the legitimacy of that claim. And they're like, oh, it says it's Bungie. Uh, This guy's from Bungie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take take that shit down. I swear swear to God, Ken, I swear to God, there's six people working at YouTube. That's it. Everything else is done by AI. I swear to God, there's only six people working at YouTube. Aaron and Ken. Sorry, (laughs) just Karen. Yeah, and probably just two of them are in the office and the others come and go. Yeah, yeah, uh, I swear. Yeah, it's really, it's really, really, really bad. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense because YouTube doesn't bother going by the law. They do go by the law. I'm not saying they're, they're like a lawless. They're too lawful, right? Like they're like if Judge <laughs> Dredd was careful. on crack and there's like <laughs> thousands of Judge Dredds, right? Right. right. <laughs> I think that's the perfect way to explain YouTube. Yes. Yes. Judge Dredd on crack is the perfect way. Um, no, I, and, and, you know, I don't like to be fair to YouTube because you, YouTube is, uh, disgusting in their own right. Um, but again, this kind of goes back to, uh, the fact that, uh, as a platform that they, as the platform that they are rather, um, if you don't want to spend millions of dollars a day on retaining copyright lawyers to check and double check for every single copyright strike, it is safer for YouTube just to automate that process with AI uh, and, and whatever else so that they can just, you know, just hands off and say, Hey, if this gets copyright claimed, so what the problem is of course, that this, this kind of activity, uh, affects actual people who are actually making a a, a living off of their platform. And there is no other competition, which makes YouTube a monopoly for this kind of content. And of course, as a pinko commie socialist, a monopoly is a bad thing and should be taken down with fire. The ashes yeah. should be pissed on and the soil with underneath should be salted. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's not going to happen. No, it's, it's everyone's going to stick with you. Everyone hates you too, but they're going to stick with it. Yep. Just like how everyone hates Twitch, uh, but they stick with it. Like stick with it. Uh, I, I, we need a, a whole nother Twitch episode because there's just too much to pick apart. For what have I started? <laughs> yeah, that really is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, but like, yeah, go for it. Like all of the the Twitch moderation are like the biggest simps on earth. Um, like they'll ban people for like the slightest things, but not ban their like best and most lucrative people for the worst things. And it's just another thing. It's like, okay, well, if everyone just banded together and just went somewhere else 
issue would be solved, but it's just so hard because change is so hard for people. Like there's Vimeo and there's, there's a bunch of other places that exist, but like, you know, everyone flocks to YouTube, like YouTube is owned by Google, but it's synonymous of like looking up a video. Oh, I'm going to look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so ingrained in our internet culture that it's very hard, if not impossible to just like, okay, let's just find somewhere else. So YouTube is the forefront of this content and so many other places, Twitch, Reddit, uh, Twitter, all of them, like they use YouTube for their media. So in effect, it's not just YouTube that's suffering all of these other social media platforms that use embedded YouTube videos to share content. Those are suffering just as much. And I think that's something a lot of people don't talk about. It's like, it's not just a problem on YouTube, but all these other websites because they use YouTube to, to embed their videos exactly. and to share this content. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think we could do an entire episode on Twitch and YouTube uh, yeah, separately for sure. Uh, uh, and, and we will, I think we will. Um, but we did want this to be uh, a shorter episode. And we went on uh, two different uh, crazy tirades uh, about uh, basically being anti-capitalist, which I'm all for. Uh, but we're going to call the episode there, I think, because uh, we could we could just turn this into this kind of episode, but it's already getting long in the tooth. Um, so I'd like to thank everybody who's listening to this podcast, who have, who's gotten this far uh, uh, and is currently sharpening their pitchforks. We're here for you. Um, but if you want more of us, uh, specifically more of me, you can go on to silvertongueaudio.org and check out this great podcast that I do called uh, it, The NPC Adventures. It has, uh, it's a D&D real play podcast, 5th uh, edition. Uh, I have my own music uh, that I wrote for it and uh, sound effects and all sorts of stuff that I think you'll enjoy. Otherwise, if you don't want to listen to me anymore, which after this episode I can totally understand, uh, you can go on to silvertongueaudio.org and find Midnight in the Bay. He is a funny dad who is a stand-up comic in the Bay Area of California and uh, every single Monday he comes out with a brand new episode uh, and uh, it's it's great, it's great, keep keep listening because he's one of our more popular podcasts on the platform uh, but uh, that's where I'm going to call it for, for today's episode did anyone else have anything to say before I say the thing I always say? Did you know Paul that if you sign up for our JetBlue rewards card you can get 30,000 miles on your next flight? Oh boy. That's right Jeremy and I'm glad you said that <laughs> 30,000 miles is a whole bunch. What's that? For today was, I think the biggest nitpick for today was, uh, uh, we found out this topic just was a bridge to like five other topics. So, uh, (laughs) this is the preview episode, right? Yes. Yes. uh, (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly what I'm going to say. Uh, because I, I'm now pretending I'm keeping this in the episode. I don't care. I'm now pretending that the whole preamble about, uh, us just nitpicking about little things in the video game was, uh, all just smokescreen and, and we're magicians of podcasting. Uh, and we turned this tiny little episode about, Oh, just little, things that we hate in the video game industry to, th- to this like you know grandiose like fuck YouTube fuck copyright fuck capitalism <laughs> down with the down with the man anyway so as I say at the end of every episode until next game everybody until next game
Silvertongue Audio.